Hello and welcome to Pathfinders, a podcast where we're navigating questions of culture and identity in the college space. Um, we're here with our guest today, Gabrielle Marquez. She's the coordinator of student ministries at Barry College. Gabrielle, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So to get started, I would love to hear a little bit about just the work that you do. What do you love about it? How would you describe it to someone who has no idea? Yeah. Oh, well, as I said, my title is a little vague. Most people don't know what that means. Um, so the work that I do, essentially, I work with the chaplain at Barry College to oversee religious life on campus. Um, and that looks like a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of student groups that we kind of connect with and support. We have our own uh initiatives. We have College Church every week, which is like a, a chapel service that we offer. Um, and then we also just do a lot of hospitality work. So the chaplain's office exists to to have students in it, to care for students. Um, the idea of chaplaincy is actually a reactive ministry. So when there's crisis, it's like the idea is that we are there as a support system for people. So I do pastoral counseling as part of my job um, and just general mentorship that's awesome. So we're going to circle back around and ask you more about what you're doing now later. But I would love to hear um, when you were in our shoes as a brand new college student, how would you characterize freshman Gabrielle? Freshman Gabrielle uh, was a sight to behold. She loved wolf T-shirts. It was a real niche thing at the time. Um, so oversized shirts with wolves and full moons on them. Um, I had eyeliner that was like winged out super far. And I had dreads actually when I came into college. So radically different <laughs> than now, um, but there's some parts of her that still exist in me. Sounds like there's been a lot of transformation along the way. That's fun. How did you, as freshman Gabrielle, what were you worried about in those days? What were the decisions of either who am I or what should I do that kind of weighed on you? Mm, yes, I... Coming to college, I remember thinking I had a really set identity and reputation in high school, which I feel like a lot of Barry students can resonate with. Um, and I was like very involved and like had the things that I was known for. And so coming in as a freshman, I remember realizing like, wow, one, nobody knows that here. And th there's some loss in that. Like, I think that was hard for me to be like, people don't know that like this is who I was in high school. Um, but I also think that there was great freedom in that because I was like, I could be anybody like I could continue the things that I was doing in high school or I could start something totally new. And so a lot of my freshman year was navigating that. What were some of those new things that you experimented with in mm -hmm. college? I, so I was a big athlete in high school, played three sports and a travel sport. And so that took up the vast majority of my time. And I came to college and like very specifically, I was like, there's so much outdoor activity to be had here and so any of the like rock climbing ropes course kayaking that kind of stuff I was very interested in getting involved in and so end up working for bold end up going on backpacking trips and kind of exploring like that new area of hobby can you talk about any like crisis points along the way of like oh wait I thought I wanted to do this now maybe I don't or any of those things mm-hmm Oh, man. Um, the biggest one that comes to mind, uh, which is deeply tied to like my faith and my spirituality, was I so I came in as an engineering major. I was on the 3-2 program uh, in the 3-2 program and so was going into my last year at Barry and then would be like, you know, the year after I would go to Georgia Tech and just felt like engineering is not really what I wanted to do. And that's a tough spot because I was like, 
it's towards the end, you know, it's like I'm pretty far into this track already. And by the grace of God, I've been taking creative tech classes, had found that I was really passionate about that and switched my major the year that I graduated. And so graduated creative technologies and even went into ministry immediately after that. And I think it's a confusing pathway. Uh, I've had to explain myself to many a stranger family member who's like, so how are you using your major? Which is the worst question ever. But I think there's answers. Like I have answers. Um, it just doesn't look the traditional way that I think people would expect. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That goes off perfectly Ellie's story and a little bit of what she was going to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my whole like finding my path here um, that I talked about on the like preview episode was about how I also changed my major. Um, I had this narrative of being a teacher for so long, um, specifically an elementary school teacher. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I switched over to comm. And it's definitely been interesting to like change something that you thought you were going to do for so long. Um, so I was just wondering kind of your experience with changing your major and how you found something that you want to do, even if it's different than what you thought you wanted to do when you first came into college. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I remember thinking, because you're right, engineering had been something I'd wanted to do since early high school and kind of embodied that. Like, I feel like I introduced myself as, hi, I'm Gabrielle. I'm an engineering major. And even like letting go of that identity after I changed my major, after I've graduated and now worked in ministry, it's like, there's still sometimes that I'll introduce myself as like, I used to be like, I wanted to be an engineer because it's like, it, it marked a lot of my years and like was known as the person who could like fix something that was broken or like someone needs a watch that like, yeah, you know, it's like, that's just kind of like how you're known. Um, so I think switching was kind of difficult. Like, I think it was humbling to let go of like that past dream, but I think also just like being brave enough to follow what you're interested in. And like noticing, I remember one, one big conversation I had was with my mom and she was just like, Gabrielle, you talk about your creative tech classes more than you talk about anything else. And she's like, you should do that. Like if you talk about it a lot, like it's a pretty good signifier that that is something that you're moving towards and are interested in. And that'll, that'll lead to good things if you follow that. So So how do you combat some of the societal pressures of going in a specific way for your major? Um, Because I know a lot of parents have ideas of what they want their kid to do or want you to do, you know, and like, how do you combat that with saying, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I want to do. And this is where I think I might want to take my life. Mm, Yes. Uh, It's tough um, depending on your like family context and your parent expectations. I think those are real pressures. Um, I know I want to minimize like the weight that it can feel like if you have parents who expect something really specific of you, it's hard to branch off of that. Um, and maybe even in some like cases, like maybe you just have to do what they, you know, like, I think there's a a whole range of ways that that plays out. Um, I, I think that as a young professional who I worked in the admissions office after I graduated, I worked for a church for four years. I worked for Windshape, so nonprofit work for three and now work here. It's like, talking to other people, realizing like how to apply for jobs, doing interviews, even for other people. It's like, man, you have these things called transferable skills and like really growing as professional is realizing like no matter your major, like liberal arts, the idea of liberal arts, right, is holistic education. And so even realizing like, okay, I was a creative tech major. The hard skills of that are uh, 3D printing, are laser cutting, are designing infusion. It's like, I don't 3D design anything anymore, but what I do every day is problem solve. And so being able to realize like, 
every industry and field, like calm stuff, PR stuff, marketing things, like even econ majors, like there's something really unique about each of them that can be applied really broadly. And so I think the working world is just a lot more flexible than people paint it to be. And I think it's like increasingly more flexible where people are interested. Actually, a lot of the initial jobs I had out of college, they were just like, your major is interesting. And like, we're actually really down to have someone with a different perspective join our team. And so I think it's not nearly as rigid as maybe like our parents experienced when they were working. Um, So kind of going off of that, how did you end up picking a career um, based on what you did in college um, and your lived experiences? Was it anything in your major or anything like with extracurriculars that might have led you in a certain path? Yes, it definitely was my extracurriculars. So I led a small group in college for a couple of years and was involved in like churches locally. Um, and I also worked, at, like I said, at Bold. So for the first couple of years out of college, like I did a lot of ropes course stuff and I was shocked because to me, it was like all these things that I was doing. I was like, these are just fun. Like these are like passion projects or things that I do on the side and engineering is like my actual job. And it kind of blew my mind. It was like, wait, I can do all these things that I consider fun. Like for like, I could do that. Like I could work in that area. And so just realizing, yeah, there's a lot more opportunity than you think that there is. So aside from academics, I wanted to go into your like Filipino American background. Mm -hmm. And I want to know if there's like any influence with your heritage and how that's kind of influenced your approach to academics and your Barry life. Oh, yeah. Um, So my dad is Filipino. He's a first generation American. And I would say my and so his parents, uh, my Lolo and Lola are highly influential. I they live in Florida. I see them probably four to five times a year. And um, yeah, they're really important to me. They really drove home academics that was a huge part of culture was, you know, like you work hard at school um, and they really celebrate when you do well. And they're like, pretty harsh on you if you don't. And um, I think that drove a lot of my academic work, especially growing up. Um, I think they, I mean, truthfully, like to them, ministry is like a really confusing field. I think that's something I've had to navigate as part of my story is just ministry is really nebulous to some people. And if you aren't particularly spiritual, it's kind of like, so you drink coffee and you talk to people. <laughs> it's like kind of, but no. And yeah, I think just kind of being, being okay with that, like being okay with them, you know, not necessarily approving of it um, and like advocating for myself where it's like, this is real work. I'm not a doctor as they would want me to be. And, you know, they're really excited about the engineer thing. And when that went away, like there was real disappointment there. Like that was an actual thing that I experienced. Um, but they didn't stop loving me and I like do my best to explain what I do and like why I love it. So could you go a little more in depth about advocating for yourself, especially when it's not always, you know, you don't always experience that validation when it comes to your position at Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, advocating for myself. I think that's more, it's less of like, these are the steps for how I advocate for myself and more of just embodying it where it's like, I chose this life that I have and I believe in what I'm doing and believe in what I am called to. And if that's like how I come into a conversation, then it's a lot easier to navigate, you know, like any like snarky side comment or any sort of like, 
question that feels like it has an agenda to it. It's like, I've been asked a lot, like, so how are you using your major? Like, it's like, that's like a question that's kind of like, hmm, are you one of those classic, like you went to college and now you're doing something totally different. And it's like, I am. And there's some connection there. Like I, I often explain, and I think this is beautiful. It's like the problem solving thing. I was like, the problem solving is like the thread that runs through everything I've been involved in. And that was part of my process. It's like, I realized I love problem solving. And then I was doing that like mechanically problem solving in college. And now I'm in school for counseling. And it's like, it's the same problem solving skills. The problem is just really different. It's like people problems and not mechanical problems. And yeah, I think being able to explain that to people and hold your own and being okay. That's like, okay, like my Lolo just might be like, huh. And then like, move on, you know, like, it's like, okay, that's it. <laughs> but I like said what I wanted to, and I feel good about me. Okay. And like going more into identity, I know Steven had more to say about that and how our heritage and like our, how we have so many identities and how that influences our choices and how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the conversation, like you talked about coming in with those sports and coming in with the identity that you had from high school. How do you feel like that identity changed all the way through your college career? I kind of mentioned how it's like the outdoor thing became a lot more pervasive in who I was and what I was known for or involved in. Um, I think like Christianity also became a, a much bigger part. I was highly involved with like Windshape College program stuff. And so leading a small group, being a leader in that organization and like going on trips for them um, just became a lot of like what I talked about, what I spent my time on, what I became more of an expert on was like discipleship stuff. It's a morphing process and it happens really slowly, you mm -hmm. know, like you're, you're slowly becoming a different person, um, but it's good. I think it's fun. Do you think that finding your identity process kind of led you to try new things or was it just like, oh, this came in front of me as an opportunity and I just went ahead and took it just out of coincidence? Yeah, I tend to be pretty strategic in like how I spend, I'm, I, I don't know, I think about like my life a lot. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's like that, but yeah, I was like pretty purposeful and like, this is what I want to like spend more time doing. And this is what I'm less interested in doing and like sought those out. Um, but I think it's a both and, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm interested in this and opportunities presented themselves or mm -hmm. like open doors happened. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, just speaking from personal experience, uh, when I came into Barry, I was recruited for football, but I didn't tell anyone that I was like recruited for football. I was actually on the team mm. um, because I didn't want that to be like, like where I'm from, football player is like number one on the like identity chart, like everyone knows. And I guess some people make kind of some judgments based on my size. So they're like, oh, you play football, but I wouldn't actively tell anyone that. Mm. Like, would you have any advice for someone coming into Barry or to any college um, trying to find a new identity or just kind of trying to associate themselves with something else, not just for one thing? I don't know if I have advice so much as like, my hope is that we would see people as nuanced. And like, I think that's the beauty of even this campus in particular is there's so much opportunity to be involved in diverse things. And you can be someone who plays football and loves calm stuff and paints and like you know it's like you can be uh just a modge podge of things and that's actually how most people are you know like i think very rarely is someone just like all one thing totally invested in one thing it's like ah, we're more complex than that so i think 
creating a culture where we know that people are complex Mm -hmm. um, and have different interests and not just like grouping them in this one way. Because we have so many unique experiences and backgrounds, how do you think students specifically should approach meeting new people? Because when you go to college, you're exposed to so many different people and people from like different states, different countries. Sometimes we tend to cling on to the people we're used to being friends with or we're used to surrounding ourselves with. So how do you think a student should open their mind and Mm. the qualities that they should have when meeting new people? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think my college experience really was so eye-opening in in interacting with people that I would not have typically been friends with in high school. And some of that was just like being assigned a roommate out the gate and like being assigned a group of people that I was in a small group with and didn't like, I didn't choose them. This was just like a group I was given. And it was so beautiful to be like, wow, I never would have picked y'all out in a crowd. You know, like I wouldn't have necessarily been drawn to you. We have very different interests. We have very different backgrounds. But I am just so much better of a person because I have now interacted with you and like been challenged in that way. And so I think the mindset when you meet people of one, people are interesting. Like people are really interesting. And I think we forget that or like don't realize that or are caught up in like social anxiety to like think about that. But it's like, no, like if you are really curious about somebody, like you'll learn a lot. Um, And so coming in really curious about people and what they like or what they're interested in or what they have to say or what they've been through. Um, So curiosity is a big one. And two, like to really believe in diversity. Like I think to really believe that you have something to glean from somebody else and that you could be made better by like seeing the world through their eyes. It seems like that curiosity really plays a role into that becoming who you are. Curiosity and community of you have to surround yourself with those people to ask them those questions, to learn those things that you don't even know. Um, What was the role of community like for you in that discovery process? When I came to Barrie, I was really looking for community. I was really hungry for being known Um, because in Gwinnett County, you have to be pretty uh like significant to be known like if you want to make your mark you've got to be like top of whatever you're involved in and so I think to be here and just be like oh I can be known just as me and like not do anything crazy and not have to prove myself and still be known in community and just grew a lot from that um I think being in like loving friendships supportive friendships and college is hard (laughs) very is challenging and so to have like experience um I I love the so friends like the show friends uh the principle of it is they're like where it's like that season of life where friends are family and that was so true for college where it's like it's that season of life where friends are your family and I think the friends that I found um they were my family it's like when things were hard we worked it out together and we handled all of our issues together and it was like that was beautiful and lovely talking about community and talking about coming from your community into Barry and adopting that. Have you ever had to code switch? Code switching is just coming from a community and having, you know, a way of speaking, way of talking, way of communicating, and then coming into a brand new community and kind of adopting the way they communicate as in to like switch back from the community you're from versus the one that you're adopting. And then you just change based on who you're around. Oh, definitely. Yes. I I would say that was not something that was on my mind a lot. Um, I think there's really like minor ways that that happens, even 
like this is a really silly example, but it's true, is I always hesitate to like explain like my Lolo and Lola. That means grandma and grandpa in Tagalog. But sometimes it's like not worth, you know, you're like, like if I say that, then I have to explain that. And like sometimes I just be like, oh, like my grandma and grandpa to like my white friends, you know? And so it's like, <laughs> but just realizing like I had one friend, um, was white and she was like you can say Lola and Lola she's like I know who they are and like when you say grandma and grandpa it throws me off and I was like oh okay <laughs> I'll just stick with that then and it's like my uncles are like my titos and so just like little things like that Gabrielle we want to thank you for coming in today and talking to us um at Pathfinders but our final question for you do you feel like you have found your path in life mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm 26 and I have a better idea than I did when I was 20 or even when I was 24 or 25. But I still I still think it's like, man, there's so many years ahead, you know, and I think life is so unpredictable and that's exciting. And it's neat to see how it, it snowballs on itself. I think things always make a lot more sense in hindsight. Um, so, no, I don't know what I want to do, but I know what I'm currently interested in. And I'm following that and seeing where that goes. And that's a great answer for people in this stage of life coming into college, you know, exiting, trying to figure out what they're trying to do. We want to thank everyone for listening to us today here at Pathfinders. Uh, again, want to thank you for coming in and talking to us. Um, you can find us at Bike Infusion. Um, you can also find us on Spotify um, and wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you for listening and we are out. Mm-hmm.